Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's a privilege to be in your ear. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled Personal Finance and Budgeting. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If there's something on your mind that you would like to discuss, maybe even a show idea, feel free to email us at admin at livelafttalk.com. In addition, if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled Personal Finance and Budgeting. Do you struggle to maintain a healthy budget? Are you an impulse buyer? Do you find joy in spending over budgeting? Personal finance and budgeting are essential for managing your money and your sanity effectively. Some key steps that we may want to take in this is, first of all, setting financial goals. Yes, we want to define our short-term and long-term financial goals, such as saving for a vacation, buying a home, or retiring comfortably. In doing that, We then create a budget, make a monthly budget by tracking our income and our expenses. Well, this will help us to better understand where our money is going and where we can cut back. In so doing, we want to build an emergency fund, save at least three to six months worth of living expenses in an easily accessible account, such as an emergency fund. Then prioritize paying off high-interest debts like credit cards. And in doing that, we can consider consolidation or refinancing options to lower interest rates. Allocate a portion of our income to savings and investments so that we can diversify our investments and spread the risk. Set up automatic transfers for savings and bill payments to ensure you never miss due dates. Because if we do, that could lead to poor credit filing, or even if it doesn't take that long. Let's just say we're a day or two late with a credit card. It could cost us as much as $40 in late fees. We want to use apps or spreadsheets to track our daily expenses so that we can identify spending patterns. Eliminate non-essential spending to free up more money for saving and investing. And when we say non-essential spending, what we're talking about are those impulse buys. They could be like walking through the mall, window shopping, and all of a sudden you see something that you just got to have, just got to bring home. Well, where is that money coming from? In essence, it's coming from that budget that we need to maintain so that we can stay on track and we can also make sure that we are cutting the unnecessary things. And a lot of times, 
And in all honesty, can't we definitely say that that impulse buying is an unnecessary thing? Sure it is. We want to regularly review that budget and financial goals and adjust so that we can stay on track. You know, there are financial advisors out there that we can afford. We don't have to be millionaires. And they can plan for personalized guidance. Many of them work within banking institutions. And we can sit down, get a consultant, and get professional advice and follow that advice and make sure that we get these things in writing so that we don't forget. Remember that personal finance is unique to each individual. So we have to tailor our budget and financial plan to our specific needs and goals. We mentioned earlier about allocating a portion of our income to savings and investments. If we do this and seeking that consultant, we can have different investment options like stocks, bonds, real estate, and mutual funds. In that we're diversifying our portfolio to manage risk and aim for long-term growth. Then there's tax optimization. We can explore tax-saving strategies like contributing to tax-advantaged accounts such as 401ks, IRAs, HSAs. Let's take advantage of tax deductions and credits wherever they're applicable. Look for ways to boost your income through side gigs, freelancing, or investing in your skills and education to advance your career. Regularly calculate your net worth. Let's look at our assets. Let's look at our liabilities and gauge our overall financial health and progress over time. And if we need financial education, there are brokers out there for that. And we can also educate ourselves through books, courses, and reputable financial websites. Because the more you know, the better decisions that you can make. As far as those long-term retirement plans, this is important because Social Security and other governmental plans may not have as much or as many teeth in the future as they have now. So we want to think about our Social Security. We want to think about our pension, our other retirement benefits, and plan for retirement by estimating how much we'll need and save accordingly. Then there's estate planning. We must create a will and consider estate planning to ensure that our assets are distributed according to our wishes and minimize taxes. In understanding our own financial behaviors and biases, this can help us to make more rational decisions and avoid emotional spending or investing. As we periodically reassess our financial goals and adjust our strategies in our life, we will see that circumstances will change, but we will be ready for them. In summary, personal finance and budgeting involve setting goals, creating a budget, managing debt, saving and investing wisely, and protecting our financial well-being through insurance 
and emergency plans. Advanced steps include tax optimization, increasing income over time, long-term retirement and estate planning, and staying informed about financial matters. Regularly reviewing and adjusting our financial strategies is key to achieving our financial goals and maintaining our financial health. So may each of us remain focused. Let's not be those impulse buyers. Let's not also be impulse investors. Let's make sure that we choose wisely. We constantly review what we need to do. And in addition to that, continue to come up with more strategies as our life course or as life in general may change. In doing that, we will maintain a successful financial journey. But most importantly, we won't have to go through the struggles and the insanity of having a poor financial plan. Long before you and I were born, this country had a seriously negative human rights platform. It was called slavery. In that individuals lost lives, they had a generation, another generation, and then a third generation after that, that have been lost walking around without a name, without a a purpose, and most importantly, without anything that they deserve from what their ancestors built. But it doesn't stop there. There are several human rights issues that have been maintained until this day. And they're now a focus of concern. We got to stop. We got to look at what we're doing as a nation. As I mentioned, there's racial injustice. Still, to this day, slavery's gone, and you get so many people to say, oh, well, why do we have to go back? And why do we have to revisit slavery? Why do we have to talk about it? Why do we have to bring it up? Well, simply because the residual effects of slavery still exist. As I mentioned, We have lost people walking around as children of slaves. The children of their slave masters have continued to prosper in ways that are unimaginable based on the fact that they received the benefits of those who had to give up their lives, who built this country on their backs and received not a dime. So those children of the slaves find themselves with racial discrimination, police brutality, systemic racism. Yes, there have been many movements, there have been many protests, yet there has been very little change. What about our criminal justice system? We just talked about that in our last podcast 
concerns about mass incarceration, harsh sentencing, and conditions in prisons have raised questions about the human rights of individuals within the criminal justice system. It seems that Lady Justice is not blind at all. She sees very well. What she sees is putting people who maybe are deserving of punishment in situations that are beyond what should be done, what should be in a conscientious way carried out. And what about our immigration policies? Particularly the treatment of undocumented immigrants and asylum seekers. Of course, this country was built on immigration. We have a giant monument in the state of New York, in the city of New York. But there is a conscientious issue going on and concerns about family separations and detention conditions. With the refugees and migrants' rights, the Migrant Protection Protocols, the MPP, and Title 42 of the U.S. Code continue to drastically limit access to asylum at the U.S.-Mexican border. Within many administrations, including this one, there's an attempt to terminate both programs, but federal courts ordered them to continue throughout the year of 2022. These programs resulted in irreparable harm to tens of thousands of asylum seekers by expelling them to danger in Mexico or to their countries of origin. Under Title 42, there was no access to asylum or screenings for risk. Under the MPP, asylum seekers were forced to navigate the asylum system while remaining in Mexico. U.S. authorities subjected Haitian asylum seekers to arbitrary detention and discriminatory and humiliating ill treatment that amounted to race and migration-related torture, rooted in systemic anti-black discrimination. There we go again. The U.S. administration designated temporary protected status for Cameroon, Ethiopia, South Sudan, Ukrainian nationals, providing protection from removal from the USA. The U.S. administration implemented a pilot-private sponsorship program enabling communities to directly resettle refugees through the U.S. Refugee, refugee Admissions Program. Congress failed to pass the Afghan Adjustment Act, leaving Afghan evacuees in a precarious situation as they were admitted under only a temporary status conferred by humanitarian parole. Authorities continued a system of arbitrary mass immigration detention with funding to detain 34,000 people daily in 2022, just last year. The multi-billion dollar industry of using private prisons to detain people seeking safety continued while the use of surveillance-based alternatives to detention, such as electronic monitoring, were utilized on nearly 285,000 families and individuals. It doesn't stop there. Access to affordable health care is a human rights concern in this country. 
with debates over the adequacy of health care coverage and disparities in health care outcomes. Yes, we do have health care in this country, but it's widely wrapped all over the board with who pays what. And then when we leave outside of the payment of the insurance, we then got to worry about when we get health care. And as brought out on this podcast, will we have equal health care? We talked about the urgency that's needed now as black mothers are dying, giving birth to children at rapid numbers and three times, maybe even six times the rate of other races. So even if we get the health care, will it take care of the individuals as it's supposed to do without any racial bias? LGBTQ plus rights, including marriage, equality, and protections under discrimination, has been a significant human rights issue. What about gun violence? Well, the prevalence of gun violence in the U.S. has led to calls for stricter gun control measures and concerns about the right to safety. We have individuals afraid to go to school, afraid to go to the movies, the mall, where have you? There are shootings and killings at parades, grocery stores, very little done to stop the growth and the prevalence of this in our country. We've discussed that. We've discussed income inequality and issues related to poverty and homelessness. All of this raised questions about economic and social rights. And what about our concerns about the protection of free speech? Now we're talking about taking books out of school burning books and libraries? What about the free press in the face of misinformation and disinformation as it's emerged? It's important to note that human rights issues can vary over time and may evolve based on political, social, and cultural factors. Efforts to address these issues often involve advocacy, legal action, and policy changes at various levels of government. As we continue in our discussion, our women, women's rights and gender equality continue to be important topics in the U.S., which include issues of equal pay, reproductive rights, and combating gender-based violence and harassment. This seems like a review of this podcast, doesn't it? Because the issues that we're talking about that we continue to fight against, we have brought them up on this podcast. And we're going to continue to bring them up. That's not going to change. But we're going to continue to expound as these things need to be reformed. Environmental justice. The concerns about the impact of environmental policies on vulnerable communities particularly low-income and minority populations, 
are connected to human rights and health disparities. Yes, we've had environmental injustice in Jackson, Mississippi. We've also had the same, not only in Mississippi, but in Flint, Michigan. Where did we talk about this? Right here. We discussed it here. Where we have areas of this country, like a third world country, where people don't have decent water to drink. And not only drink, they can't even bathe in the water. It's poisonous to them. And there have been government assistance to come along. But it seemed all too little and too late. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. Water is essential. It's not a want. It's a need. Yet, these issues continued on and are continuing on in some form for years. Why? Because low-income areas again and minority populations. What about our disabled? Is advocates for disability rights work to ensure equal access to education, employment, public spaces, and accommodations for people with disabilities? The homelessness crisis in some U.S. cities has prompted discussions about the right to housing and social service efforts to address these issues and many more that we frankly don't have time in this segment often involve a combination of grassroots activism, legal challenges, legislative challenges and changes, and public awareness campaigns. Public opinion and government priorities can play a significant role in shaping the response to these human rights concerns in our country. Yet the question remains, how did we get here? Joining or starting a book club is a great hobby. It allows you to read and discuss books with others who happen to share your concerns and interests. You can explore different genres, gain new perspectives, and build a sense of community. Plus, it's a fun way to discover new books you might not have picked up on your own. How can we get further joy in this hobby? Well, we want to determine the goals and focus of our book club. What types of books will we read? Is it purely for enjoyment, or do you want to focus on specific themes or genres? Decide how often we'll meet. Monthly is common. Will you meet in person or virtually, and how you'll select books, member suggestions, maybe rotating choices, or a fixed reading list. Then we want to reach out to friends and family or acquaintances who share an interest in reading. Yes, you can also use social media or local community groups to find potential members. Establish a schedule that works for everyone and stick to it, as consistency is key to a successful book club. Choose an engaging and accessible book for your inaugural meeting, and then decide as a group or let the host pick the first book. 
Create discussion. Create questions or prompts to guide your conversations. Make sure everyone has a chance to share their thoughts and their opinions. And whether in person or online, ensure that your book club members feel comfortable expressing themselves and sharing their views. Remember, book clubs are also about socializing and enjoying each other's company. So consider adding snacks or refreshments to enhance the experience. I'm thinking a nice hot cup of tea will bring a calmness and the relaxation needed to maintain the joy in your book club. And with any hobby, we want to keep it fun. Remember that book clubs are about socializing and enjoying each other's company. We want to also make everybody feel comfortable and assign roles, like a discussion leader, a timekeeper, or note taker for each meeting to distribute responsibilities among members. Maintain a list of books that we've read, meeting notes, and upcoming selections, as this will help us to keep track of our club's progress. Be open to feedback. Just like this podcast, you want to hear what people are thinking so that you can adjust the club's format, adjust the reading choices based on member preferences and changing interests. If we start running a book club that can be fulfilling and enjoyable as a hobby and it allows us to connect with others while indulging in our love for reading. Enjoy your book club journey. Our sunflower message is a poem. In the garden of life where dreams take flight, happiness blooms a beacon of light. It's a gentle breeze on a warm summer's day, a melody of laughter in children's play. It dwells in the smile of a friend so dear and wipes away sorrow, replaces it with cheer. Happiness is found in the simplest of things, the joy that a sunrise or a bird's song brings. It's the warmth of a hug, a love that's so pure. A moment of peace, a feeling secure. In the embrace of nature under starry skies, happiness whispers in soft lullabies. It's not in possessions or fortunes untold, but in moments cherished in stories of old. Happiness is a journey, not a destination. A state of the heart, a sweet sensation. So let us seek it, both near and afar, in every sunrise, beneath every star. For happiness, my friend, is always in sight. A treasure within us, a guiding light. On Cash App, dollar sign Live Left Talk, on Twitter at Live Left Talker, and on Spotify, you can press the dollar sign button to donate to support the podcast. Rate us a high number on your podcast platform and tell others about us. Also, on Etsy.com, search for How Did We Get Here to see the beautiful items that we have such as 
t-shirts, coffee mugs, tote bags, and there's more coming, including hats and baseball caps. So these are ways that you can support the podcast in addition to listening and making sure that you follow our podcast so that you're there each and every episode when it's released. This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.